Hello, and welcome to Sobertown Podcast. I'm your host, Viv, and some of you know me as Sober I Thrive. Make sure to visit our website on SobertownPodcast.com. You will find our free Zoom calendars, Todd's modules for your sober toolbox, sober recovery stories, and our link to the Sobertown Facebook group on SobertownPodcast.com. I'll chat with guests and community members about topics related to sobriety and recovery. There are also a couple of sober communities called Boom, Rethink the Drink, and the I Am Sober app, where most of our website contributors met for SoberTownPodcast.com. Welcome, SoberTown. Today, I am thrilled to have Shelly Ann McKay joining us. She is the Director of Coach Credentialing at IAPRC and the co-founder of the Unilome Agency. Shelly Ann, welcome to Sobertown. Oh, thanks, Viv. It's so good to be here. Tell us, tell us, what is the IAPRC? I know it's a mouthful, isn't it? It's it's the International Association for Professional Recovery Coaches. And so you can essentially think of that as being like the, it's almost like the Bar Association for Lawyers. So it's like, we make sure that the coaches that are out there working in the addiction recovery space have the best education, they've got real true coaching skills, and that they've attained and or reached a certain skill level in terms of the bar. And we are the international organization. So we have coaches that are focused on the addiction recovery side of things all around the world. All around yeah. the world. I remember as I was going through the classes that we would see, I would see people from as far as Dubai all over the world. Yeah. And if you can, the reason I I really, this is near and dear to my heart is because I had been through my addictions travel and I had a certified professional recovery coach that I found and really helped me move through my addiction recovery. But my husband, which is also in the in the midst of your taking the classes of the IAPRC, he wasn't so fortunate. He did his mm. research as far as it just looks good to me and it sounds like it's truthful and hired this person. And we paid about seven thousand US dollars. And she ended up keeping him on the cycle of addiction in order for it to basically prey on the addiction so he would never come out of it. So she would have him longer term. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And because of that, my actual professional recovery coach looked her up and she was certified in yoga. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is exactly why the IATRC exists and to make sure that people are coach that do have the right coaching credentials. And that's sad because like you say, there's anybody can like put their title coach to their name these days. It's somewhat of a regulated profession, but it's also somewhat not. And so somebody can go and take like a a Saturday afternoon training and all of a sudden call themselves a coach. I mean, I was having a pedicure one afternoon and the lady and I was got to talking and 
And she's like, yeah, I'm a coach too. And I said, oh, well, really? What kind of coach training do you have? And she's like, oh, I took this thing at the hotel last weekend and it was on Saturday and and now I'm a coach. And I and I had to like kind of just swallow for a moment because I'm like, that is so dangerous. Now you've got people like that going around saying that they're a coach and they have nowhere near the level of training as people like yourself and Armin who, you know, are, are pursuing high quality education. And there's a big difference between getting somebody to work with you as a coach who's taken one day workshop versus someone who's been in a year long training program and having to like truly learn coaching skills. And I think, I think that it's really sad, like you say, that, that that's allowed to go on and that people can market and use themselves that way. I mean, unfortunately we can't, stop people from lying and or misrepresenting themselves. That's going to happen. But I think this is where people really need to do their due diligence and make sure, like you said, that the person is legitimately licensed as a addiction recovery coach, if that's what you're working on, because they know that they know this, they, they get it that most, most of them have been in recovery themselves or have had their lives detrimentally impacted by a loved one who struggles with addiction. And they're trained specifically in that. So not only are bringing their own personal experience, their educational training, but also the rigorous training that they've had to go through to get that credential. So there are ways to look them up. And the first one would be going to the IAPRC directory on the website, and you can do a search there. However, you still need to make sure that the people have a current credential just because someone's in the directory. I mean, there are some times where maybe they haven't renewed and it's still showing up. So still ask the people, ask them to show you their credential, make sure that it exists. And or like myself, I mean, I, 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 have, I own the Unilom agency, which you had mentioned in the beginning. We've done all that work. So we've checked the licenses. We've checked the training. We've made sure they have current insurance. So if somebody is wanting to work with with a coach and just doesn't want to take the time to do that and they just want to know that they can have a trusted resource, you could certainly, we could help connect them with, with a coach that actually meets that criteria. Yeah, we will have all your links as well as the IAPRC. So like you said, people can do their due diligence when looking for a coach because as we're going through addiction and our recovery, we are, I can speak for myself. I was so desperate mm. to get help for myself, yeah. first of all, and then desperate to get help for my loved one. Mm-hmm. So in that desperation, you're kind of scrambling. And this leads me into what is the difference of, let's say, and we're, I wanted to do the comparisons. So what's the difference between a life coach and an addiction recovery coach? What are those two differences? Sure. Let me just answer that in one second. Kind of to your point about in that moment when you're struggling, I mean, I get it. I've been there. I too am in recovery, 16 years, clean and sober from drugs and alcohol. And I just, I mean, you get addicted to everything and anything. So it seems like now it's been like food addiction. That's been the thing I've been working on, but I get it on that healing journey. You get to those moments where you feel vulnerable and, and that you, and it's, and sometimes it's not even that you don't want to take the time to look this stuff up. You may not even know where to go to look it up. So that's where you just need to know you have a trusted person or resource. Like you could help connect somebody with a professional. I can help do that. We get the the standards that need to be met there. So I think that if people are looking for someone like that to work, 
go to Viv, go to me, go to my my links or whatnot, and make sure that you're looking for somebody who's really credentialed there, especially in that moment when you're feeling so vulnerable. Like, let us do the heavy lifting for you. I think that's going to be the safest bet. And when our resources are so, we don't have a ton of money. Sometimes when I, when I was at the end, I didn't have all this extra cash to just like waste. And if you're going to invest your hard-earned money on your own recovery, then just make sure you're spending it in a place where you're going to get the most value for your money too. Because those coaches who are trained at that level are going to help you be able to create that transformation, create the life that you want and, and that you deserve, really. And then to your other question, was it like, what was the difference between a life coach and a recovery coach? That's what you said? Yeah. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, how we live our life does affect addiction recovery. So people will often come to a addiction recovery coach and work on life aspects, but they've they've got that specialized training and understanding of addiction, like what the root causes are, how our family impacts all of this, the components that are needed to actually attain recovery. Whereas a life coach, they're going to be able to help with some of those life aspects, but they just don't have that specialized training around addictions. So they're not going to, you know, know about the root causes. They're not going to know about the struggles specifically. They just don't get it at that same level that someone who is trained in specifically addictions recovery is going to bring to that. So I think if you're struggling with addiction and you really want to try and get some sobriety under your belt, that using an addiction recovery coach is definitely going to be a huge advantage. I thank you for that answer, which brings me into some of the people, the listeners have asked me, have sent me personal messages and they're like, well, Viv, what's the difference between a sponsor and a life coach and a, and the personal recovery coach? Because most of the people in, in which I trained with, we did two separate classes. So we did the life coaching class to set us up and then we did the recovery coaching. And I mm-hmm. understand the benefits of both because not only do we want the person to recover like myself, but we also want to move them through life. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, when they ask me, what's the difference between a sponsor that has that lived also that lived experience in life? Yeah, but but we're not the same. And I know them. So I want them to hear it directly from me. <laughs> yeah, great question. And I get asked that one all the time, too. And I think that When it comes to a sponsor or a peer sponsor, yeah, I think that that's the real gift that they bring is that they have got some lived experience. However, they are definitely not a coach. And the difference there is, is that in coaching, our coaches are, we're trained to, and we train coaches to basically pull out from the person, you know, what's best for them and help them uncover all of the best parts and pieces of them, the strengths that they have, the values that they want to honor in their life. And and it's not about advice giving. I mean, we're there as a resource to fill gaps and help support in, with information that the client might not have. But it's when you go to, to a session with a coach, you're certainly not going to be hearing all of their experience and all of their background they're there and focused 100% on you and your needs and what you need to focus on or what you've decided you want to focus on. 
So your coach is a great resource and has all of that, but a, a sponsor, a peer sponsor will not have coach training. So they don't, I mean, there's a rigorous set of skills and coaching competencies that coaches are taught to be able to provide a truly deep and transformative experience with clients. And so unfortunately, peer, peer sponsors and sponsors, they just don't have that skill set. It's like trying to go and learn, you know, how to play the piano from somebody who's only listened to it versus somebody who has studied music and like literally knows how to write music by the notes. So that, you know, with a coach, they've got the skills to really help you take it to the next level. So you, your coaches will probably refrain from offering a ton of advice and giving you all of this. And I know sometimes even with, with sponsors and peer sponsors, they're, they have the best of intentions giving us all this great advice. But sometimes, I mean, who hasn't had somebody give you the advice and you're just like, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't feel right for me. But coaches, they're going to help you figure out exactly what's right for you. And, and a trained coach will be really, really good at that. Yeah, I love the way that we, in the coaching class, we even coached one another. And you were the, you were the person that oversaw what we were doing and would do course correction. Yeah. And it was, it, it was really, now I don't want to say intense, but it was rigorous. It is intense. It is intense. That's why we say that these coaches have been through a lot of training. Yeah. So I thought it, I thought that that was interesting because I, I, when I started the, the endeavor of becoming a recovery coach, I thought to myself, I didn't know what I was in for or up to, but becoming and going, the reason that I first started was to get to know myself better, mm. which really gave me a lot of insight because one of the parts of coaching that I didn't understand was also how the family recovers as well mm -hmm. as the person that is, quote unquote, the addict. And so I think that that really helped shed some light. Myself having my own recovery coach, how she not only helped me to see, walk me through, yeah. but it allowed for the growth of my family to be on the same course. I don't know if I would have gotten that or I know I wouldn't have gotten that and not to knock therapy, because this is the other question that I that I get a lot. I have a therapist, but do I need a coach? Or can I also work with a therapist and a coach? My answer is definitely yes, because I have clients that have both. What are your thoughts when you get that question? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a pretty big difference between a therapist and a coach. Therapy, I always say, you're focused on the past and, and, there, and it's usually with a psychotherapist, I mean, you're going to be working primarily on mental health disorders and like the recovery and treatment of that. And so you're delving into past traumas and healing and that sort of thing. Whereas, and even counseling is different than psychotherapy. Counseling is more one immediate issue from the past and you're very focused on it. It's quite short term usually, whereas psychotherapy it can be very long-term. I mean, I've been doing therapy myself for years. I mean, it's, a, it's not a short-term solution. Whereas counseling, you maybe do six sessions on something, deal with an immediate sort of concern and then move on. Whereas coaching, 
I, I like to explain it as coaching is like, where am I today? And where is it that I want to go in the future? So it's way more future focused. It's like, what's the life I want to create? What do I want a life of recovery to look like? What do I want, you know, the next 10, 20 years of my life to look like? And what would make it feel like a really, truly like rich? And I'm not talking necessarily just financially, but a rich and meaningful life. What does that look like? And a, and a lot of people don't talk about that kind of stuff. I've never had no sponsor ask me anything about that life, but that's definitely what a coach is going to do. And so then a coach is going to work with you to help you figure out what's your way to help you best get there. You know, so if a coach is like, well, this is the program and this is what I'm going to take you through and we're going to do step one, step two, step three. That's even a sign right there that you might not necessarily, I mean, their coaches can have programs and take you through a series of learning, but a true trained coach is actually going to work with you to figure out your own way and your best methods about how to create the future life of recovery that you want and that, that, that you desire. So it's very different. So it's not so focused on healing. And you also in coaching, we don't actually need to know a lot about the past. And so I actually will tell clients, you don't have to tell me the story about what got you here. I mean, if you want to, I'm certainly here to listen and hold space for that. But you don't need to talk about that to figure out where to go from here. It's like, how are you in this moment? How are you know, what's going on in your world today? And where is it you want to go? So it's really, really forward focused. I don't know, did I answer that or? No, it, it, it did give me the answer that I needed as to if they can use both because. Oh, and both. Yes. And both. You can use both. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things that I, I find is that going back, we don't, it might come up within coaching, but we don't focus on it. We just take you through. Yeah. And that's what the, that's what a good coach will do. It, the way that I, I see coaching is, as you would see someone that coaches anything, they mm -hmm you forward it's forward motion always yeah. think forward motion and like you said counseling and therapy which I've done both was not keeping me in the cycle but also it had to be a certain type of coach or a certain type of therapist or counselor because not even all therapists and coaches and are not created equal you have right. a certification primarily in, in food addiction. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think that, so I'm sorry, I didn't answer that original question about can they do both? And I think that oftentimes people will come to coaching and something will come to the surface. Maybe we're noticing that there's maybe a pattern of something there that's keeping the person a bit stuck. And that's where a coach can, is trained to like spot that and go, hey, you like, have you ever thought about working with a therapist on this? And maybe the person's never even considered it, didn't even see it as something that was keeping them stuck or something that was sort of a downward pattern for them. But a coach is trained to look for that. And then in that moment, you can help connect. A coach can help get you connected with that professional resource if you don't already have one. And or like you say, a specialized resource in that area. And then it doesn't mean that the client then now has to stop coaching. I think coaching and therapy work great in tandem. I mean, I think the, co the, the clients that I see personally and that the coaches in the agency work with, those 
those clients who have both a therapist and a coach, they seem to make the fastest progress because they're working on the healing that's keeping them stuck. And at the same time, they're very focused on the future. So I think they work magically together. However, there is also times where sometimes you need to make take, take a break from coaching and do some deeper therapy work and then put the therapy work on pause and go back to coaching and then put the coaching on pause and go like I've seen that happen too. So I think a good coach and and a, and the right therapist will help you figure out like what's the right balance and mix for you and 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 that they can work beautifully together. Yeah, and if thank you for that answer. If you can also expand on the different type of coaches because I do like for example, I don't have the food addiction part of it and I'm working slowly on getting all my certifications as well as to get specialized in certain things of addiction. Yeah. Addiction is addiction. It, it, or if you can explain to us addiction, what yeah. is addiction recovery and then the specialties? Ah, great question. Well, I always say to people that like when you think of it, there's so, like, I mean, there's so many different types of addictions, right? I mean, we can be addicted to substances such as drugs, alcohol, food, but then we can also be addicted to processes and behaviors like video gaming, pornography, sex addiction, shopping, gambling, these sorts of things. So, I mean, when you can work with a coach that specializes in something like that, I mean, they're just bringing a deeper type of expertise. So, for example, you had mentioned about how I have the food addiction certification. Yes, and I train food addiction coaches. And so those people have already got their, their coach certifications in place, but they're taking that deeper dive into that specialty. So then now because we're working specifically around food addiction, they're learning very specific tools that help people navigate their relationship with food and very specific tools that help navigate the relationship with their body. And so that's very different than maybe helping somebody abstain from alcohol or somebody to stop using meth. So same with somebody who is pursuing training in sex addiction. If they're specialized in that, they're going to have special tools, special resources, special techniques maybe, and and lots of times lived experience that's going to be very unique from somebody who's more of a, a generalist. And so if you can work with somebody who's a specialist in that particular area, I think that that is huge. Just like some coaches... This is where I think it's great to also ask your coach when you're working with them is like, like, what do you consider to be like the part of your business that you most excel at? And maybe it's like working with moms. Maybe it's working with single moms. Maybe it's working with professionals. Maybe it's working with specifically alcohol and at a specific stage. Maybe it's like brand new sobriety, like I'm right out of treatment. So that's not a silly question to ask a coach that you're considering working with. Because sometimes they'll have gotten to that specific of a place that this is the type of work that they're doing. So I don't know, does that answer the question, Viv, in terms of the differences? That's a beautiful answer. It really helps me. And I hope the listeners out there, because all coaching is not created equal. And if you can get someone that is certified specifically, like for myself, and I know that everyone that I went with, most of everyone it I went with is alcohol because it's a lived experience for me. And this is called Sober Town. So yeah, yeah. But, you know, the the reason is because alcohol to me is near and dear because it touched mine, my heart and it touched my family. And that's where the evolution came. Whereas someone else might have that specialty. And I did run into 
colleagues that at the school that were on betrayal trauma, porn, gaming. Mm -hmm. And it was so eye-opening, all these different certifications and how we were all coming together from around the world to move the world forward. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. was a beautiful to me to see. The other side is also that's offered through the IAPRC, if you'd like to talk about that, is even there might be people that have companies out there that want to offer corporate coaching. Mm -hmm. Actually, before we go there, let me go back because I don't know that I totally answered your question too about just like what is addiction? And I mean, think of addiction as being, if there's something that you're doing in your life and it's interfering with your life, and you're doing it like you're trying to stop it and you're not able to stop it despite the negative consequences that it's causing in your life, chances are it's an addiction. Because that I think that that's probably the simplest way to look at it. I want to stop doing this thing even though it's doing all these horrible things to me and I can't. I'm struggling with that. And humans, especially those of us who have the, the genetic predisposition for addiction due to, like you say, history, genealogy, our families, that, 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 that it's just, it's more difficult. And that's why I think that working with a addiction recovery specialist, like a coach who has that training, they're going to bring that extra wisdom and knowledge about that. They get it. They get it. There's no judgment whatsoever. To your point about the about the corporate side of things, yes, I mean, and that's what Unilom Agency specializes in is that we're noticing that in organizations that when you are a leader in an organization, you need to take care of your people. There's a responsibility that you have to do that. And it's really, really inspiring to see that there are leaders out there who are taking that seriously and who really do truly want to take care of the people that are in their companies and in their organizations. And they're willing to invest the time and the energy to do that. And then they also want to bring in the best trained coaches to do that. They don't have the time and the energy to be vetting and, and looking for those coaches. So they'll turn to someone like myself to say, all right, we want to we want to do this work. We want to take care of our team. We want to take care of our leaders. You know, how can we do that? And and so that can look a number of different ways. I mean, we, we've got addiction prevention initiatives that have been launched in organizations. Sometimes organizations don't even realize how impacted people are by addiction in their workplaces because we get, as an addict and alcoholic, we're really good at hiding. And so, I mean, for the most part, I mean, sure, it'll show up in days of absenteeism and things like that, but we'll be calling in sick a lot and but uh, but still, it's surprising how many organizations really don't see it. And so, but if an organization is interested and open to like doing a bit of investigation or what I'll call a discovery around like, what are the challenges that my people are facing in this workplace? Do I have a whole bunch of people who are struggling with alcohol? Do we have a whole bunch of people struggling with opioids? Like, what's, what's the situation here? And we can help people get a pulse on what the real challenges of their, their team is. and then provide and or even suggest unique solutions to help them make a difference. And we we quantify that with data. Maybe we can show like we'll actually reduce the number of sick days or even companies are investing a lot of money in these EAP programs, which give people access to counseling, for example, or therapists, but no one's using them. 
you know, but that's where as coaches, we could help help their people tap into those programs, use that stuff, keep the employees really healthy and really well, mentally, psychologically, physically, spiritually. And then now you've got stronger, healthier employees. So as a business owner or a business leader or manager, you're trying to make a mission happen. You're trying to achieve an objective. You want the healthiest, strongest people there to help you do that. And you don't want to lose your talent. So take good care of them now and and take preventative measures to do that so that you're not having to constantly be rehiring people and looking for new talent, that you keep the best talent. And you keep and when and and, and nowadays it shows too that when people are looking for work and they look at that, like, is there a wellness program here? Does this organization really take care of me? And I think for a lot of people though, sadly, it's become a tick the box kind of thing. And they're like, oh yeah, we have a wellness program. And so typically what they do is they're like, you can have $300 to join a gym, but do that outside of work. And like they're, they want you to, they say they want you to take care of yourself, but they don't really demonstrate that. So, so the Unilum agency, it's about creating that cultural shift inside the organization from the leadership all the way down to the bottom and truly making a difference when it comes to addiction, but also just health and wellness overall. So, and the, and, and the eye care, we have a division. So eye care is like the big parent organization for the IAPRC and eye care that they're focused on addiction awareness and education in the workplace and just out there overall. And so they too are also working with organizations to try to be more proactive, train HR managers around addiction and just being more able to help support people properly. Because what we see too is that most most measures in the workplace around addiction are punitive. They're like, oh, you've all of a sudden gotten busted. You got a DUI. Well, guess what? You're out of here. You have to go to treatment. You got to do all this stuff. But there's nothing to help people up front. So that's what we're trying to do, help people up front. That's a phenomenal answer. Which brings me to my next question. The reason that I did coaching was because I was a professional and I did not want my secret to get out. And I was effective at what I, what I was doing. So I was high performance sales. And for me, this is my, my little bit of, of my story but it was high performance sales. And I did not think that a person that had an addiction would have a high level position. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to professional recovery with my own coach, because I wanted the, I wanted to be just one-on-one. I didn't want anyone to know. I wanted it to be in my home and private. Mm-hmm. If I had a relapse or I did not want it to be public. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is one of the things that I want you to touch on, because you talked about this in our class and you said about professional recovery coaching for professionals, for high performance. Tell us about your experience about that. Mm. Well, Viv, I can 100 percent relate to your story because that's mine, too. I mean, I was one of those people who was performing at a very high level and I was working as a television and film producer and I was managing a female recording artist at the time. and. You know, that industry is filled with lots of drugs, lots of alcohol. And, and and quite often that was just that came with it. It was part of it. And so, but I was still able to perform multi-million dollar deals 
under the influence. And I too wanted to recover. And for some reason, the fear of just walking into an AA meeting or an NA meeting or something like that, it was really challenging for me because as a producer, I had hundreds of people who were working on my crews. And so I was always worried about, oh my gosh, am I going to go in that room and half of my crew is there or people that I work with or no. Or, and I was worried about my reputation and my ego. And, and so I too sought out private support through the, the means of a, of a coach and a therapist. And I think that's a great way to recover if those walking through those doors is a difficult thing and or you want to do it more privately. But in terms of like, yeah, I, and that's funny because I was sitting in it when you said about the high performance people. I mean, I was sitting in a Canadian mental health training series where it was about mental health first aid was the training. And I remember the presenter saying, and he was pre- explaining what an addict, an addict looks like. And, and it, you could tell they really didn't get it. Because they were talking about people who were homeless and had no jobs and no money and everything. And I had to, I couldn't help it. I had to put my hand and I said, excuse me, but actually you're wrong. And I said, like, I, I work with a lot of high performance executives. That's kind of, that's my specialty. So when we talked about specialties earlier, that's my specialty. I work with high performance execs who are like C-suite and or who are owners of big organizations or venture capital firms or tech firms, Olympic athletes. I've got like professional professional athletes, boxers, hockey players, authors, singers. So you know, high performance, creative people and professional people who are struggling with addiction, but are still performing. And but that they they want to they want to let go of this because they know if they can do that, that they're going to be even better at what they're doing. And they know that this is like, at some point they come to this place. Like, I mean, and a lot of us too, I think, I know it certainly was my, my situation on what yours, Viv, but, you know, I thought that the drugs and alcohol were actually helping me be better at my job. But then once I let it go, I found that I was able to actually excel even more. It took a little bit of figuring that out, but that was my experience. What about yours? Mine actually... Because alcohol, I had no idea about how that alcohol could actually kill you during a withdrawal. Mm, True. And so I had come to the conclusion that I was drinking 24 hours a day and I was shaking. Now, at that point, I it was there was no intermediate and I was still high performance. Yeah. So every day, 24 hours. So it got to the point that since ignorance is bliss. And I wanted to have ignorance. I didn't want to know because every time I looked online how to get help, it was not knocking AA, but it was AA and I was too embarrassed. It was go to rehab. And I didn't want to do that either because I'm, I mean, for whatever reasons, but I'm out here in LA. A lot of people know each other. Mm -hmm. And, And also I did not want to take the absent time from my work. So yeah, I decided, for me too. Yeah, I decided to do cold turkey one day. And when I went in, when I did cold turkey, that's where the onset of withdrawal came in. And I went through three excruciating days of withdrawal oh. in a hotel room with my husband because it was a weekend. And I thought it was a three-day weekend and it was a perfect time to quit drinking because I'd have the three-day weekend, if anything. I just didn't know the magnitude of where that was, where that road and that journey and that pivotal moment in my life was going to take me. And so on the fourth day, 
there was my recovery coach that I had scheduled one week before. And her face on the other side of a, of the telephone, because I was in, in another country, I was in Mexico, I was in Tijuana, actually, because I'm in LA. And when she saw me, I just looked like I had been drugged through a hedge. And I just, I, I was not even the shadow of what I look like today. And I was broken. I was broken. And what she did, Heather Lowe. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she yeah. looked at me on the other side and with so much compassion and grace and said, I think you've hit bottom. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I need help. And that's where my lifelong journey with her became. She was the only person that I was in contact with doing my own recovery. I was with the I Am Sober app because she told me I needed a daily counter. I found community. And, but the thing was for 11 months, it was just me and her. Yep. And my journal on IAS, I Am Sober app, because I did not trust my world, I thought it was so small and that everybody was going to know. They're going to know. Everybody's yeah. going to know. Yeah. So this is why it's so, in the evolution, it became so near and dear to help people out there. One of the other things that I, I really would like to talk about is, and I liked about our program, was that it touched on, it doesn't, if you're coming from a certain part of the world, our traditions are different. And I'm a Mexican heritage. And we talked about that in class. Can you elaborate like what you've seen as far as being able to connect with the coach? Do you mean in terms of like, like cultural differences? And like, so like if you have that, if you haven't shared that same culture that you'll probably connect with a coach that with that same culture, do you mean? Or, or what are your thoughts? And well, what we had talked about in, in classes, for one, you said most coaches will allow you to do a, an interview. Like a chemistry session, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, that was rigorous. It, yeah. when, to me, it was rigorous as it was the training of how to interview the, the people and your methods were so beautiful. I do have to say that you taught me so much to give people breathing room, even when they come to coaching. Explain that too, please. So it doesn't mm -hmm. come out and I don't. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is like about finding the right chemistry and the right match with a coach. Is that what you're meaning? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really key. Like, so I don't suggest just like randomly doing some search on the internet and just hiring a coach. Like, I think you really should do what's called a chemistry session or an initial meeting type of a session. And coaches can call it all kinds of different things. That too is not a regulated term. So, you know, some coaches can be quite creative with it. But I think that any coach that's worthwhile hiring is going to give you the opportunity to connect with them for free for at least 20, 30 minutes just to kind of see if there's some chemistry there and so that you can make sure that you're comfortable. Because like you said, when you when you said when you connected with your coach, it wasn't like you worked together for four weeks and you're done. It's it's a longer term relationship because you're trying to build long lasting change that helps you sustain recovery over time. So yeah, you're gonna be with this person for a little while. And so you want to make sure you like each other. 
And and like, you're right. And so like, I think cultural differences can play into that. Even just sexual preferences, gender biases. If somebody, I have tattoos all over my arms. People are like, no, I don't like tattoos. So you need to know when you meet with the coach, like, do we really have a chemistry? Do we really have an energy? Do I really feel like I'm in safe space? Do I feel like I've finally come home here? And you will know, like, trust your gut instincts. I say meet with two coaches. It, but sometimes you'll also know right off the bat with the first one, like this is my match. And if you really feel that, then go for it. But if you're not quite sure, well, then meet one other one. One second. I don't think it's a good idea to go shopping around a whole bunch of coaches, but I think two people and then choose the one that you feel like the really good energy with. And I also think that you have to trust your instincts there. So for some reason, something's saying like it's not the right match, then trust that. And alternatively, if it's saying it is the right match, trust that too. And I think that that chemistry session, you're going to know that it's a match. And I think that there's nothing wrong with either doing coaching sessions with somebody for a specific amount of time, commit to like a six month period or something like that. Like I'm going to coach for six months and then, and then I think that gives you the opportunity to, to kind of reevaluate things. Is it really working? Do I want to continue with this coach? Do I need a change? But I think that just knowing that it's like a co-created partnership and that, 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 that connection needs to be there on both sides. Like if somebody comes to me to coach with me personally, and I feel like they're not a match for me, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the person. It's just like, I don't necessarily feel that same chemistry, but then I got the chemistry and the energy for the person. And I can really match them up with someone. And so I have, and you as well, we've all got tons of really great talented colleagues in our back pockets who we can refer somebody to. I've even had people who come to me and they said, and I tell them right out of the gate, if you don't think that I'm the match, that's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings by telling me that. I mean, I'd love to coach with you and if we both feel we're a match, but, but that's okay. And I think any really good qualified, talented coach is going to be okay with that too, because then they're going to be able to connect you with who they think is a better match for you. And, and that tells me that that coach comes from a really heart-centered place and really wants the best for the client. So I think it's got to be a mutual match kind of on both sides. And like you said, like if, if you're say Mexican heritage and you feel more comfortable working with somebody who also has that same heritage and gets it, then go for it. Use that, take that, uh, like lean into that and find a coach that shares that with you. So, yeah. You know. I just wanted to bring that up because not all coaches are created equal is basically. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I, I also wanted to ask is, and I, you brought it up, what is, I don't want to say the normal because there is no normal, right? What is the, but what is normally the industry standard that coaching packages run? So a person might, from listening to us, might have an idea. And for the record, I interviewed three coaches before. Mm. Yeah, I, I met Heather. There were key words in her writing that I knew that this person was the person and mm -hmm. the other two I just couldn't I couldn't gauge quite but it's one of those instinct that you have that instinct yeah yeah and you knew that she was right for you and you chose her and it sounds like there's no regrets none whatsoever yeah, yeah. so you did your due diligence and you checked out a couple people yeah for sure that was good that's good work Vivian uh, in terms of braids, well, I mean, they go all over the place. I mean, and and I think as coaches have more and more experience and more and more credentials, obviously the rate for them is going to go up. 
And there's, there's a, I mean, if somebody is financially struggling, you can certainly work with coaches who are in training and who need to get hours towards their certifications and such like that. So I think finances should not be a barrier for somebody. So if we have people who come to us and say that, like, I don't have money, I can't do coaching. So then I try my best to match them up with maybe a coach who's in training. However, once coaches have achieved their certification, like yourself and other coaches, then I would say that that ranges and it's probably going to go from about $50 upwards. So you can at least expect to pay $50 a session and more. Yeah. But also what I meant or what I wanted to convey to the listener is, so not, it's not one and done. Yeah. It's it, some people, and I didn't know, like I came in into this not knowing what to expect, but for me, it was 90 days was the imposed time at the time that I hired Heather. And yeah. And I saw that and she explained to me the why, but I want you to explain the why it would be. Yeah. It's not 30 days and then, oh, I'm, I'm you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Magically cured, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, here's the thing is like a coach is also an amazing accountability partner, right? They're going to help you make sure you do the things you say you're going to do. You go after the things you say you want to do. They're going to be there for you to share your wins with and your successes with. And any, any recovering from addiction, regardless of what it is, you're talking about a major behavior change and a modification of life. And sometimes you might leave a coaching session with an intention to do one thing and create this change and it may not work. You Now you have to come back and you got to like revamp that experiment or try something a different way. And so figuring out your way to create that long lasting change does take time. And so entering into a relationship with your coach, which is why I said like us at the Unilove agency, we won't even work with a client if they're not willing to commit to at least a six months period of time. And I've worked with some clients and I've been with them for like a year and more because then the cool thing is, is like once they've achieved all their goals and they've got their initial sobriety, now they decide they want new things. Now they want a new career. Now they want to go after that house. Now they want to find the perfect relationship. So they have a new set of goals and they become inspired to grow in different ways. And so I think that there are so many things that we can do to add to our life and continually make it better and better and better. That just doesn't happen in one or two sessions. So I think that if if you're if you have a coach that says that they can cure it all in one session, I think you should run because that's not good. So I think if you're going to pursue coaching and you really want an accountability partner who's truly on your side and sees the best in you, you want to be able to approach that with with a bit more of a time commitment and take your time in, in terms of creating because then 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 the changes are sustainable and long lasting. And you want your recovery to last. Yeah, that know? was the beautiful part that you expressed in coaching when you let let our classes was we want to see the best in people throughout their throughout their their experience with us as coaches mm-hmm. because and i remember these words that you were like sometimes people in addiction such as myself i broke so many promises to myself that i was mm-hmm. going to be sober in the evening when i woke up in it with a hangover in the morning yeah and yeah so, we don't have the support system from our family because we've broken promises. Yeah. But, our, but the way that you explained to me was, or that you explained to us so eloquently and being on the other side of now taking the class, I was able to see both sides of my coach, what she did with me. She was like always expecting. And when I said, I don't feel my best, 
She was there to uplift me. And that's, expand on that part. I think yeah. it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that people think that coaching is just all about solving problems and it's not, it's not that it's about helping you create and live your best lives ever. I mean, certainly we have problems and challenges in our life. And I think that when you show up and you can be in a position where you truly trust your coach and can say, yeah, I've had a crap day and just this has happened and whatever. Your coach is there to hold space for you and still see the best in you and help you remember like what is great and what is strong and and all that you've been through. And they're there to be, they're like your, if you think of like a, uh, like I was, I got the image of like a wrestling or a boxing ring, how you got the, the person in your corner who dabs you with the towel and he gives you the drink of water. But it's kind of like that, that they're there to make sure you stay in the ring and that you, you don't just throw down the gloves and go, I'm done. You know, they're going to help you get up and go for that next round and really believe in yourself and help achieve the win. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about coaching. And, and you had said like, yeah, we, we break, I, mean, I was there too. You break a lot of promises. I broke a lot of promises to a lot of people. And, and like you said, primarily to myself, like and that was probably the biggest letdown is I'd say to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then, man, it sucks getting up the next day. And that did not happen. And I think that that's the cool thing is that even when we don't believe in ourselves and our own ability and our own strengths, our coach does. That's healing. Yeah. I want to, not to put you on the spot, but I want to bring you back because you have such a beautiful and rich recovery story. Mm. And I think it, and for our listeners to understand how important it is. I mean, everybody's listened to my recovery story. It's on there and it's been there for a while. But your recovery story is amazing. And it's the journey that, I read through on, I'm going to post the link to Shellyann's website because you can see the timeline. She puts a timeline there of her journey. So I just wanted to thank you so much for giving this, giving of yourself in so many different ways. I really appreciate that. I want to ask you one last question. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that is on their day zero? Well, day zero is like the most important day. I guess with respect to my own story, I had a lot of day zeros. I relapsed a lot of times. But whether this is your first day zero or second day zero, you can do this. If you really want it, it's not easy, but it's worth it. And you don't have to do it alone. I think that that's like my number one thing is I tried to do it alone at first. But as soon as I, and I, and I don't trust, I like, I did not trust people. I did not trust. And so I think that as soon as I was able to trust someone to take my hand and help go on the journey with me, that was game changing. So if you're on day zero, lean into someone like Viv or someone like our coaches at the agency and partner with somebody who wants to go on the journey and see you live the life that you really do deserve. 
Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my short, my recovery story is like, I mean, we could probably talk for three hours about that. People say I should write a book, but there is a little bit of it on my website. And there's some, if you Google my name, you'll probably see that I've, there's been some articles that were written, some stories that have been written there. There's I've, over more and more over the, over the years, I've shared more and more and more because it's hard to share your story. It's hard to talk about what's really going on inside. But I think that that's also my, my information or my, what I want to share for the person on day zero is that keeping all of that inside is only keeping you sick. And sharing our secrets and speaking out loud. And even if that's only to one other person in a sacred space as a coach, that's where the healing really does begin. And you'll notice that as you can share and bring joy into your life, that that's where true transformation really begins. So don't be afraid to to say the words and to say it out loud what really needs to be said. That is amazing. That is what recovery is. Sharing that, the secret, putting it out to the light. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that where there's darkness, there is light. Yeah. If I can recover, so can anybody who's listening to this. After 12 relapses, the fact that I've got 16 years under my belt now, I mean, I just learned a lot with each one of those relapses. That's why I say, like, don't look at the relapses as being a failure. Look at that as being like, okay, so that didn't work. What do I need to do differently? And and your coach will help you figure that out too, right? So, yeah, I think that that's where, that's where coaching is truly a magnificent gift. And I think that everybody in the world needs a coach, whether you're even struggling with addiction or not. We can all benefit from a coach because I think each of us as humans deserve to live the best life possible. and that oftentimes what we dream about and desire has been suppressed by all these traumas and challenges and things that we've come through in our past. But regardless of what we've been through, we all deserve to have that. I deserve it. You deserve it. Everyone of your listeners deserves that. And it is possible. I never thought it was possible. I never imagined that I would be living this life that I live right now. And if I can do it, so can you. And Shillian is amazing. So. as are you Beth I mean you've got an incredibly beautiful energy about you and I and I know that anybody who works with you is is going to be extremely gifted just to be in your presence and to share because I know you've got like a huge huge heart and that you truly are here to serve and support others to achieve what you've achieved and yeah and I know that your heart is in all the right places and so anybody who's listening you need Viv on your side that's for sure Thank you so much. You're going to make me cry. I really appreciate that. I've just worked with some of the best women like yourself that just, I showed up and then you all showed up for me. So I, I think that that's where the blessing is. Don't be scared to show up. Don't that's be scared. right. Thank you so much. I'm going to invite you back because she also has a YouTube that I'm going to touch lightly on. But if there's a YouTube channel that she has, and it's very inspiring, I've seen some of the stories and we're, we're going to put the link on there. Thank you. Thank you. We're just starting to, that's just very, very new. And the YouTube channel was really just designed to like 
share some of those high performance stories. Actually, that's where we're going with that because we've got a lot of high performance people who basically crashed and burned and are like now sharing their stories of coming back from that. So yeah, more on that to come. It's very new, but in the work. So if somebody's listening here who feels like they have a burnout story that like you're, you were one of those high performance execs working hard and doing it all to achieve it all. And we're using drugs and alcohol to make you, make you get through that and, but have changed your life now and are doing it in a healthy way and a way that's more balanced and sustainable. We want to know. So let me know. Thank you so much, Shalian. And I cannot wait to have her here again, because I think that that Stories inspire people, stories change people, and we all need to share our beautiful hero's journey. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me, Ben. It was a real honor to be with you in this space. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, tell a friend or someone you know, pass this podcast on. And my information is Viv, founder of Sober I Thrive. Dot org. I'm an internationally certified in addiction recovery, other known as a sober coach and a life coach too. My certifications encompass the neuroscience of joyful recovery, roots of addictions, alcohol and its effects, dynamics of professional recovery coaching, motivation to change, right thinking in recovery, family issues in recovery, codependent behaviors in addiction, and ethical and legal issues in professional recovery coaching. Go to my website, soberithrive.org, and book your free, confidential, 30-minute call. We can help create the sober warrior within you.